Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Former Congresswoman Myra Flores is the first Mexican-born member of the United States Congress. Flores, a former Democrat turned Republican, has been very outspoken when it comes to the matter of border security. We had a chance to sit down with the former Texas Congresswoman to discuss. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Congresswoman, you represented a border district. If you could just kind of paint the picture for us and what it's really actually like in some of those border towns. Well, it's really unrecognizable. I've never seen any, uh, anything like this before. My husband is a Border Patrol agent, and I've never been worried about my husband's life like I am today. Um, ever since uh, the Biden administration took office, uh, we have seen thousands, hundreds, millions of people coming into our country illegally, women and children who are being abused, who are being raped, and children going in, being sold into child sex trafficking. This is a reality. This is a harsh reality. Um, that is happening at our southern border, and it needs to be prioritized. This isn't political. It shouldn't be a Republican or a Democrat issue. Uh, this is a human issue. This is what's best not only for immigrants, but also for the American people. We need to keep the American people safe. Fentanyl is coming into our country um, illegally. It's killing thousands of people. It's killing our children. Your children are my children. My children are your children. They're just as important. So it's so important that we raise more awareness of how dangerous this drug is. You raise a lot of really good points and thank you for your husband's service. I do want to ask you about the morale of Border Patrol. Um, there seems to be a record number of Border Patrol agents committing suicide. If you could talk, speak to that and also touch on the human trafficking. I mean, this is something that I think is a lot of times overlooked as well. Our Border Patrol agents are broken. We have lost um, friends. Just in a, a few months, we have lost two friends that are were personally our, our friends um, that uh, my husband worked with. And it was very difficult. It's been very difficult. Um, we've uh, been in already three funerals in just two months. Um, and uh, it really put a, a different perspective. Also, for me, I, I turned on my husband and said, are you okay? Is, is there anything that I can do uh, for you? Um, because I know that he's going through so much um, at work, but um, we're just, we're blessed to have a very strong family, but I know that it's been very difficult uh, for him. And like I said, I was never worried about him before, and now I'm constantly checking on him, or uh, he's checking with me, just because I just want to know that, you know, want to make sure that, that he's okay. And yes, child, child trafficking is a, is a reality um, in, our, in our country. Um, we lead on, on child trafficking, and that's something that we should all come together. There's issues that, you know, separates us, but I know this issue is something that unites us. And I think that in our country, we need to focus more on issues that bring us together. I know we're very uh, divided right now politically, but it weakens us as a country. If Americans stop talking to each other, it does. We need to start talking to each other. And what, we'll, what we will realize is that we actually agree on more things than what we think. 
And I know that um, human trafficking, child trafficking is something that we all agree that we need to focus on. And by securing the border, we're actually, we're actually lowering um, child sex trafficking, human trafficking. And we need to um, have more um, resources for victims of human trafficking, for uh, victims of child uh, trafficking um, as well. So switching gears a little bit, you know, there's talk of the, the, the vast influx of illegal immigration being, uh, you know, what people would call economic migrants, people seeking a better life, um, which is great, but there is a legal process for that. Um, how do you differentiate or make sure that those fleeing communist countries, for instance, Cuba or China, are coming here and are able to still be able to seek refuge immediately? Well, the problem is that um, a lot of uh, migrants are taking advantage of our asylum claims. So we fix the asylum claims. We're actually going to help the people that actually do have a legitimate claim. Right now, everyone is claiming asylum, and we know that the majority of them actually don't have a legitimate claim. So by us enforcing the laws that we already have in place and also working in supporting bills that will secure uh, the border, but that also will fix the asylum process. And right now we do have bills that will do that. It's so important to support the Texas bill. Uh, there's a lot of members here in Texas and throughout the country that are supporting this bill that will fix the asylum claims because, again, they're being, t they're being taken advantage. And we want to be able to help those that actually do have a legitimate claim. And um, I believe that it, it needs to be a top priority. Border security and asylum claims need to be a top, a top priority for, for us all. Former Texas Congresswoman Myra Flores, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless. And more on China as the Chinese Communist Party continues to play down the death toll of the CCP virus pandemic inside of its borders. Rick Maida is an attorney with a strong medical background as well, and we're happy to have him on to discuss. Rick Maida, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Rick, I'd like to ask you about a story that uh, has not seen enough coverage, in my opinion. Uh, that's the actual death numbers uh, from the virus inside of the country where it originated, China. Obviously, there are no checks and balances in that system of government. So whose job is it to hold China to account for the toll uh, that the viruses took? And why do you think this is important? Yeah, you know, this is critical. And first off, you can't ignore the timing of all of this. Uh, when China had its uh, zero lockdown policy, uh, government officials in China were incentivized uh, in order to significantly underreport to basically feed their narrative uh, that their zero lockdown policies were working. When the Chinese nationals went to the streets and protested and China then slowly lifted their zero lockdown policies on January 8th, they reopened their borders. And then again, government officials were incentivized to exaggerate infection rates while significantly underreporting uh, the number of deaths. Uh, and again, the timing of this with China's lunar uh, New Year and the celebrations that were coming down. Uh, you know, they wanted to reopen their borders. They want to incentivize people to come back to China. They want to feed their economic development and tourism. And that, frankly, has been their number one goal since lifting of the lockdown restrictions. We see that over 69% of travel has resumed since 2019 back to China. So, you know, there's a lot of incentives for the Chinese government from an economic development perspective to significantly exaggerate a low underreport, a low number of deaths due to COVID. 
Now, Rick, CCP cyber authorities have recently come out and warned against, uh, quote, gloomy sentiments caused by pandemic, quote unquote, rumors. What rumors do you think they're referring to? And when the CCP calls something a rumor, what's the likelihood that said rumor is actually true? Well, I tell you, one of the rumors, and I'm not sure if this is so much a rumor or the truth, but, you know, in terms of the reporting cases of the number of deaths seen in China, first of all, the Chinese government and China has a responsibility to the world. Under the World Health Organization's international health regulations, every country is a that's a member is part of this treaty to help report so that you have a responsibility to other countries to see what the transmission of viruses are. But we know historically China continues to skirt their responsibility to the international community uh, and continue to feed their own interest. And so part of those rumors is, you know, what are the mutation strains? Uh, what were the origins of the virus? Uh, and did it come from Wuhan? And exactly what is going on in China? There's a lack of transparency. Uh, and frankly, the international community needs more answers about what's happening in China, because what's happening in China does affect all of the other countries, especially as tourism and travel uh, gets back to normal. Rick, I want to ask you about vaccines. The Epoch Times is reporting the FDA has just changed the end date for a key study uh, on post-vaccination heart inflammation without notifying the public. Are you concerned about the level of transparency that you've seen with regard to federal agencies and the vaccines? You know, the FDA, of course, uh, they have a responsibility to keep, you know, certain information confidential when you're submitting applications. However, in the case of a public health emergency, especially one uh, that has been a public health emergency of international concern, uh, yes, our government agencies have a responsibility to the American people to be transparent. And listen, their own advisory board members, uh, the members of their advisory committee, has criticized the FDA for not releasing information to them for review and comment. Uh, you know, we're all in this together and public opinion, especially outside expert opinions, matter significantly in this case. And I think the FDA needs to do a better job of creating more transparency. Right now, all they're doing is breaking Americans' trust. Uh, and already so many people are uh, untrusting of the government agencies and transparency could help fix that. Rick Mehta, as always, really appreciate your perspective. It's my pleasure. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.